The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about love and a guide to peace in our turbulent times. So I've been reading this wonderful book, called The Way Home to Love, A Guide to Peace in Turbulent Times by Marisha Donna Ducharme. And she is the founder of the Snow Dragon Sanctuary, which is a beautiful sanctuary and retreat place on the East Coast. She'll tell us a little bit about that. And this is just a beautiful book. And I'll tell you a little bit about her. Uh, Marisha is a unique combination of music, mystic, teacher and author, and a dedicated practitioner of unity consciousness. She's the resident teacher of the Snow Dragon Sanctuary and author of this book that I told you I'm reading, The Way to Home, The Way Home to Love, A Guide to Peace in Turbulent Times. And you can find out more about her at her website, Marisha. Ducharme, and I'm going to spell that for you, M-A-R-E-S-H-A, Ducharme, D-U-C-H-A-R-M-E. And also there's another website that you can learn about the sanctuary, and that is snowdragonsanctuary.com. So thank you so much for joining us from the East Coast, Marisha. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, so why is it that you decided to write this book? Well, um, the book really had a life of its own. Um, uh, we have many programs at the sanctuary, and we have regular uh, meditation times and uh, retreat times. And as part of those uh, programs, we have discourses. And the discourses are, are teachings uh, you know, around the topics of meditation, uh, personal growth, self-development. And uh, one of the... Uh, people who uh, is a, a regular at the sanctuary wanted to um, uh, to tape the discourses and then she wanted to transcribe them and uh, after a while we, we had compiled you know a lot of discourses that seemed to uh, take shape on, on its own and so uh, we finally decided that we would we would compile everything and and put it into a book and um, it was a pretty amazing process because, uh, everything fit together beautifully, and you know the the theme um, of the talks emerged very organically on its own. And really, all of the discourses, even though they're talking about many different angles and aspects, uh, we're really all saying the same thing, which is that um, our own essence is is the way, and our own essence is love. And how to find our way <laughs> to what is already there and uh, how to do it very, very simply 
it seems so simple that it, it eludes many, many people um, because we already have it. But we have to take the time to, uh, you know, to access it within ourselves. Right. And so, so the book emerged, and um, it's been a wonderful, a wonderful process. Yeah, and I love it. In the preface, you start out, the kingdom of heaven is within, which we know we've heard that many, many times. But this is the fundamental consciousness of these messages, <laughs> is that everything yeah. that we need is within us. I mean, we hear that all the time. Everything we're searching for is really within us. But we're always looking outside of ourselves instead of getting quiet and getting to the intuitive part of our being to know and that 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 whatever you call it, the Christ consciousness or the oneness consciousness or whatever it is, it really is all love, right? That's what Yes, it is. and I think it's hard. It can be challenging, you know, for people at times because um, the obstacles in us uh, that keep us from what we're looking for, you know, we have to, we have to be able to understand these unconscious forces and then transform them ourselves. You know, it's a process that we have to be very actively participating in. <laughs> exactly. And and <clears throat> our brain has so many reactive places like our amygdala, that's our fight, our flight, our freeze. You know, when something goes maybe the way we don't want it to go or we get into an argument or disagreement with someone, we immediately go there and then aren't able to access that that oneness again. <laughs> uh, you know, I see that all the time in my mediations, you know, because I'm a, a mediator for people who are in conflict. And so uh, this book really speaks to me because it's so easy to to forget that we have to get back into that oneness with ourselves so that we can really connect with others as well. The one thing I really loved was um, you had um, Guru Dev's teachings, and, and you said it became clear to you <clears throat> that um, your path was the path to love. And I just wanted to read this because this really <clears throat> hit me. It's a truly the wise proclaim that love is the only path. Love is the only God and love is the only scripture. Only love can bring unity and remove the separation between all living beings. Only love purifies the body and mind. Love is not far away. It's as close as your heart. You can find it living there without walking a single stop. Love is my only path. I am, in fact, a pilgrim on the path of love. And this is the part that really hit me. It was the major characteristic of love is the absence of conflict. When conflict yeah. is born and increases daily, true love gradually diminishes. Where conflict finds fault, love sees virtue. Where love increases daily, its flower blossoms fully, spreading its sweet fragrance everywhere. So that quote was just... Um, just so beautiful. Just yeah, that quote is from um, Swami Kripalavanandaji. Yeah, and he is my teacher's teacher, and uh, it's really it's really a guide to um, learning how to release the conflicting voices that live within us. Yes, and the unconscious reactions that 
that overtake us. Exactly. And so that's what I live with every day is people who are in conflict and trying to get them back um, to that place of just being, being first, you know, just yeah. being in yeah. their consciousness. So, uh, so it's, um, it's, it's a quest for me. So that's why I really loved the book. Now, let me ask you a little bit about um, some of the things that you talk about at the center and are in your book. Is mm-hmm. um, How is personal guidance received if we're going to really look um, to our intuition and that personal guidance? Uh, help my audience to understand how to get that personal guidance. So in our, uh, you know, we have a physical body and we're all aware of that, but we also have a, uh, a vibrational body and it's part of our human constitution. Um, the physical body is the um, obvious, you know, arms, legs, hands, head, that, you know, we can, we can touch ourselves, we can feel ourselves. But the vibrational body is the next body that is about six to eight inches out beyond the uh, physical body. And in the vibrational body is uh, a vibrational organ, which is called the feeling center. Mm. And it sits right outside of the solar plexus. Mm. And in the east, it's called the dantian. um, But I call it the feeling center. And and most people actually already know it. It's... uh, when you have a gut feeling about something mm. uh, it's not it's not rational it's just all of a sudden something registers that you know yes I have to do this or, or no I, I cannot proceed and the feeling center once you are aware of it and where it is you can begin to visit um, you can begin to visit the feeling center and over time um, really it's through practice it's it's not unlike you know, you can develop yourself physically through exercise, or you can develop your feeling center through your spiritual practices. And and as you develop yourself spiritually, um, you are able to feel and find and know this intuitive place. Uh, and and then you you begin to uh, allow it to guide you and. Um, it's kind of like a, I always think of a spider. You know, if you if you hit a spider web, the spider may be way down somewhere else on the web, but it registers and she knows that something is in her web. Mm-hmm. And our our communications, you know, from um, well, from the spirit world or from the God of your understanding or however you want to think of how you're guided, these impulses. And inspirations come in, and they uh, they signal us. And if we develop this awareness, we can learn to pay attention to those signals. And and this is you know this is a process uh, by which we develop our intuition. That's beautiful. And I know for me, when I have that need to know, sometimes I'll just close my eyes, and I will actually put my attention into my solar plexus because that's where I feel everything. Either if I'm excited about something, it feels good, or I'm just feeling like, oh, I don't know. Like you said, that gut feeling, yeah, is to just really 
made for me to just close my eyes and kind of ask, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Yeah. Uh, that, yeah. that helps me to actually ask mm-hmm. that question of myself. What am I feeling? I, I don't feel good about this. I don't know. I wouldn't do it, you know, and maybe I shouldn't do this. So, um, yeah, I think you're, that's a beautiful way for you to explain it is that, you know, we have to exercise that that area yeah. so that it, we, you know, just like it gets easier and easier as you, the more you do it. Yeah, it's how it, it gets developed, yes. Yeah. Everybody has, everybody has intuition, you know. People often look outside of themselves and think that, you know, somebody else knows better or perhaps they, they, you know, they're more sensitive and they can read better. But the truth is, is that we all really have the same equipment. It's just, um, you know, whether or not we, to what extent we have developed this. Right. And really the tools. And one of the tools is through meditation. So let's talk about the process of healing and into you know and getting in touch with our intuition through meditation can you speak to mm-hmm. that well yes i i feel that you know meditation is is the foundational of spiritual practice that really everything rests on you know our the balance in our lives in terms of whether we're stressed or whether we're you know more grounded and whole there you know whether we succumb to the conflicts or whether we can um, transform them there's so many things that, um, you know, the foundation of meditation uh, creates for us. And and so, you know, the meditations that I recommend people start with are very, very simple. They're just learning. It's learning how to breathe. I have a lot of um, basic uh, exercises in the book that you can, you can read about. Uh, learning how to breathe consciously as opposed to unconsciously. Uh, There's such a huge difference between um, breathing unconsciously, not really thinking about it, just doing it more naturally, versus breathing as a spiritual practice. It's actually called pranayama. And um, when you uh, focus and harness the breath in a certain way, it begins to change your physical chemistry. And it allows the mind to become calm, it becomes a focal point for the mind. Uh, it's recommended that the that you observe the sound of the breath as you're breathing, again, which is described in the book, uh, and the sensation of the breath as it's um, in being inhaled and being exhaled. And so the focus of the breath brings you into deeper levels of relaxation and meditation. It's really wonderful to do, and, you know, people can start with even 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the evening and begin to get, you know, really positive um, effects from doing it. And then over time, uh, once you get those initial effects, you actually will find yourself wanting the time to sit in uh, silence with a breath and to, you know, continue to... Um, realize the benefits of uh, meditation. So, Marisha, maybe you can guide us through. I know for me, back when I was in college, I learned transcendental meditation, and we were given a mantra. And mm-hmm. and the idea was to, which I still do, 
is to repeat that mantra over and over and listen to myself saying this kind of volular uh, mantra. And when my mind gets off of it and I think about something else, like some crazy thought will come into my mind, like about a client or about something I have to do. As soon as I recognize that I am doing that, then I go back to the mantra. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's the kind I have. But of course, I've done where I listen to my breath. But could you lead us on a very simple mantra, uh, breath meditation? Maybe do we breathe in through our nose, breathe in out through our mouth? Could you just do that so that people get a little taste of uh, one of the types of meditation that would be very simple? Sure, I'd be very happy to. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so the first thing, of course, is to um, sit comfortably. And if you can, allow your spine uh, to become straight. Uh, Not rigid, but just straight so that your, your spinal column has a nice kind of elongated effect to it. Okay. And then you can close your eyes. Mm-hmm. And as you close your eyes, just begin to let your arms soften and your chest and your belly soften. And then become aware of your breathing. Just begin to feel yourself breathing in and breathing out. And with each inhalation in, allow it to be long. And then each exhalation, really relax and let everything soften with each exhalation. Mm. Now, using the back of your throat with your mouth closed, you're going to use the back of the throat center as a place to breathe the breath in. And if you do this correctly, it will sound a little bit like a tire inflating. I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear the sound, but I'll do my best to make the sound. So each inhalation is pulled in through the nostrils using the back of the throat center. And then each exhalation, you're pushing out through the nose. But again, the main center is the back of the throat. And as you continue to relax, you're going to listen to the sound of the breath as you continue to inhale and exhale. Focus on the sound, focus on the sensation, and soften any holding anywhere in your body. And then take your time and just allow yourself to slowly and gently come back. Open your eyes very slowly. Mm. So this has been a very short uh, guided meditation, Um, but it is basically done like this. There are some refinements which are outlined in the book, um, but the in this meditation, the mantra is actually the sound 
of the breath. Right. And and that I think is easier than a mantra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's your your breath is already there. You don't have to yeah. <laughs> you know, you don't have to think about the volular sound. But um yeah. Well thank you. I can't stress enough the, the difference between <clears throat> unconscious and conscious breathing. Conscious breathing creates uh the connection uh to the divine. Right. And it brings us into a whole different level and state of consciousness. Right. And if somebody starts out with five minutes and then another time, maybe 10 minutes and then gets up, I know for me, 20 minutes in the morning, I get up early, I do my 20 minutes in the morning and it really helps me to get centered for the day. It's it's like for me, it's like getting up and brushing my teeth. I just really absolutely need it for me. Yes. And um, and I think just if people would try the breathing, it just would center them for the day. And then, of mm-hmm. course, in the afternoon, if they can do it too. Um, I don't always do it, but I have some prayer work in the evening that helps me. But, yeah, this is beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. So, oh, you're welcome. So would you say that's um, – how do you describe witness consciousness – Well, witness consciousness is another aspect of of development, uh, internal development. Once you become familiar with meditation, um, either meditation on the breath or mantra, whatever, uh, you can then begin to spend more time going more deeply within. And witness consciousness is a part of our consciousness, it already exists, it's already there within each one of us, that watches and observes ourselves. Mm, mm-hmm. And the witness is neutral. So if I'm sitting in meditation, my witness can observe the thoughts that I'm thinking. It can observe, without judgment, the feelings that are arising within me. And by the act of witnessing neutrally, it just allows the energy to be released uh, without excessive expression, such as, you know, a lot of anger or acting out, uh, and nor does it suppress anything. It just allows whatever is there that needs to arise and be Um, transformed uh, an environment to uh, become become known in and then become transformed. So the witness is something that you, again, uh, through practice, through the development of your spiritual muscles, you become aware of and then you uh, can practice with in order to allow any unconscious forces that are creating any kind of conflict uh, in your life to be transformed. It's a form of mindfulness, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. It's, it's a form of mindfulness. I know for me... And it'll, it'll, yeah, go ahead. Well, it allows one to um, 
learn how to respond instead of react. Right. And that, you know, for your work, I mean, that's a key to uh, resolving conflict. Yes. And it, mm-hmm. it reminded me because, you know, conflict is so contagious. <laughs> yeah. And anger is contagious, contagious. So for me, sitting there, and I've been doing this for 31 years, so I work at it, and I still have to practice it. But as someone is getting angry in the mediation process, um, I do several things, but one of the things I do within myself is to be the observer of myself. I'll observe yeah. that in my solar plexus, maybe I feel like a knife just was, you know, jabbed into me, you know, yeah. if somebody says something. Mm-hmm. So I observe that, like you said, I kind of watch it and then I make sure that I take a breath so that I can, you know, deal with it and soften it. And then I can respond. So if I were to react, it would be like a knee-jerk reaction. Like somebody says something nasty, and you say something nasty back. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. And, yeah. and, and so, and you're yeah. In a, and you're in conflict. You're in power struggle. Right. Right. So that's, that's what I do for myself, and I try to empower my clients to just do that as well, to be in touch with that. And, you know, we're not really in, able to stop our emotions, but we are able to observe them. So I think that's that's the key to transforming them. Yes. Yeah, and we don't want to stop them because that would be, you know, if we, if we try to, to suppress them, it only builds the pressure. Right. So, you know, this allows us to find a way to neither overly express nor repress, but let them have, um, you know, movement in us so that we are healthy. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So we we don't have a lot of time. We have about three minutes left. But um, so let's let's talk about how healing and transforming karmic patterns i don't know it's I, that's probably a lot more than 3 minutes but maybe you could just mm-hmm. talk about um a, a little bit about that just kind of give us an overview and then people will be excited and i want to say the name of your book they'll be excited to read the book the way home to love a guide to peace in turbulent times so could you just speak mm-hmm. just a little bit to that and give us an appetizer Sure. You know, the karmic, the karmic patterns are <clears throat> probably the most complex knots that we have in our, in our awareness. And it, it, they're complex because they're unconscious. And so um, healing karmic patterns requires that we, you know, we, we, we begin this, this relationship with ourselves, that we understand that we are the key, that we are the obstruction and we are the way, and uh, begin to enter into some of these practices. And uh, I, once again, I, I encourage you to, to read the book. I've got a couple of chapters on, on karmic patterns and karmic blueprint, which can help you understand uh, the nature of repetitive action that happens in, in your life. And so, you know, I encourage you to read that to just be able to go a little bit deeper and understand this little bit more. Yeah, I think the best example of this, you'll probably laugh at this, I do a lot of divorce mediation. And last night I was in with this couple and 
you know, I was speaking with them and, and after the wife left, um, uh, the husband was saying something about, you know, she does this and all this stuff. And the wife had said something to me and I said, you know, if you don't learn to deal with this, you're going to repeat this pattern with the next one. She may look different. She may at first act different, but the same issues will come up and it'll be her all over again. So you might as well learn how to deal. And I think that's the best example. And I, I, you know, for anyone who's been divorced knows that that same issue will come up. It's like Groundhog Day, right? (laughs) Until we get it. (laughs) It's just like that, over and over and over yeah. until we get it. Yep, and yeah. that's what I, I explain to, to my clients, and they go, oh, dear, I best I better get it now. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> be doing this in lifetime after lifetime. But, yeah, yeah. so this is a beautiful book, and um, Marisha, uh, her book is Mar- by Marisha Ducharme. It's uh, The Way Home to Love, and her website, why don't you just give your website, and then it's time to go. The website is marishaducharme.com, M-A-R-E-S-H-A-D-U-C-H-A-R-M-E.com. Right, and the book is The Way Home to Love. So thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you, and please stay in touch so we can do this again, okay? Yes, thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.